Two, one. I think it's time that we start the conversation to silence the shame. Silence the shame. Si- silence the shame. Silence is the difference between treatment or pain, life or death. Silence the shame. Speak up now and silence. 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 Silence the shame. It's with my great pleasure that I get to introduce. Um, you know, I was thinking about this introduction earlier, and if you think about it, I met. Shanti Das, when I was some of your teens, the senior teens age, uh, we were freshmen together um, at Syracuse University. And what I know about Shanti is that she is, um, she was always bubbly and had great energy and, you know, driven. And she was so passionate about the music industry. Um, She was one of those people that you met Um, in your peer group that you knew was going to be successful. Um, You knew that she was going to do exactly what she set her mind out to. She was kind, she was loving, she was supportive. She was um, engaged in our community, but she was diligent and she worked. Um, And so when I think about meeting her as, um, you know, my 18 year old self um, at Syracuse University, um, I couldn't be more proud um, of the woman she has become. Um, she is, um, she's, so I'll say it two ways. So for the, for the teens, she, she hails from the A, um, for the parents, that's Atlanta. Um, and she is um, unequivocally um, one of the most formidable women in the music business, period. Um, so it is such a, a blessing um, and a gift for her to be here today. And um, the cool thing about it is that it's not just about her music accomplishments, and they are many, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about those today. Um, but what we're going to talk about today is her journey um, and the work that she has she is doing um, and has created um, a global movement on, um, regarding silent, the shame, silence, the shame where she is the founder. So, um, you should have ordered her book. So I believe many of you have her book either, either physically or digitally. Her book is, um, silencing my shame. Um, if you've not checked out her podcast yet, you can check out the podcast as well. Silence the shame. And you can also follow her on IGs also, um, at silence the shame. Um, So with that said, um, I'd love to just open the floor and welcome my dear friend. Um, We're also going to have um, our wonderful moderators um, join us as well, Camille Banks-Lee and Brooke Bellamy. Um, But I welcome to the Jack and Jill Westchester team family, Shanti Daz. Thank you. Thank you, Jasmine, for that lovely introduction. I, I can't believe we've been friends that long. And you are still the sweetest person that I know and that I'm very fond of from my SU days. So thank you for being who you were and who you still are and for all the work that you do for not only Jack and Jill, but for Reebok and Adidas, Adidas, as I like to call it, and everything else that you're setting out to do. Um, I'm just honored to call you friend. And, and it's, a, it's a pleasure to be on here today. What's up to the teens? Um, I'm what they call an OG in the music business or everybody's favorite auntie, right? I have six nieces and nephews, um, no kids, but my nieces and nephews keep me moving and keep me on my toes. And so I am you know, used to talking to people your age. And again, I try to be the cool aunt. So I'm somebody that if you got some issues, you can just talk to me if you don't feel like telling your mom or dad or your uncle 
or your coach or whomever. Um, so hopefully you'll feel like my genuine Southern spirit. That really is who I am. It's, I'm not putting on. Um, I'm just honored to be on here today. And it's cool, a fun fact that Jack and Jill was the first organization to give Silence to Shame a grant in 2017. And we did a eight city teen mental health tour across the nation. And I've spoken at teen conference before. So very familiar with the program. So we family, how about that? We, we, we family, we cool. Hopefully you'll learn something from my journey and my story today. Um, and I hope, you know, to be able to help you guys process through your feelings and, and be your best selves. So thank you, Camille. Thank you, Brooke. I don't know if you want to kick it off or if you want me to keep talking, but I will no, defer to you guys. I think I'm going to jump in. I think I'm going to jump in. Shanti, thank you for being here. Um, as Auntie Shanti, I had never put that together. Like, that's going to be my thing. Auntie Shanti, <laughs> I love that. Um, if you didn't get a chance to listen to the podcast, um, one of the things I love about it is for those of us that are tired of books, I had mentioned uh, earlier that the Google Docs got lost. We were doing so many Google Docs, and I know the teens can can identify with that. Sometimes a podcast is exactly what we need, you know, even while we're washing dishes and doing all the chores that I know, Linux, you're laughing, right? While you're doing all the things that I'm asking you to do, the podcast might be one aspect, but one of the things I was thinking about for this question that so many kids probably wanna know is, how did you get started? And they're so curious about the music industry, but I wanna just talk a little bit about how you got started doing this. And I know the stories in the book, but one of the things is like, and you, and you can share that part, but how did you get your brave, like your bravery around speaking up and speak, you know, speaking in front of people and walking up and introducing yourself to people, any of that? How did the Shanti magic start? Absolutely. So thank you, Camille. So when I was, you know, in college or actually in high school, I got my first shot shadowing um, a guy named Ray Boyd, who was a family friend in the music industry. And he let me come up to the radio station and I was just so in awe of everything about, you know, what went on behind the scenes. And I just tried to soak up as much information as I could. And I wasn't always that brave girl. I was actually really shy at one point. But then once I started just kind of opening up and just trying to be myself, right? Because not everybody's going to like you. And I know when we're at that age and in our teen years, you know, we're trying to figure out who we are. We're trying to like mesh well with our friends. We want to be liked, right? We want to fit in. But I got to a point where I just, you know, I prayed about it. I had a supportive family and I just be became confident in who I was because I knew I couldn't please everybody, but I tried to treat everybody with kindness. And maybe that's a little bit of the Southern charm. But mm -hmm. I think when you, when you put confidence, I mean, when you put kindness out there, nine times out of 10 in the universe, you're going to get that back, right? And so I always tried to treat people like I wanted to be treated. And I, you know, of course you have your bullies and you have your people that are rude sometimes, but I always, my mom was like, kill them with a smile. So if you got loud with me and, you know, got crazy as I was trying to get into the industry, I just remained calm and remained who I was. Because the music industry was a little bit of a tough business, but Fast forward to being at Syracuse, you know, at Jasmine, as Jasmine said, I was involved in everything. I wrote for the uh, newsletter. I was assistant radio disc jockey. I had a graveyard shift. I was on the air from two in the morning. I literally <clears throat> would save my money to go to conventions 
instead of doing some activities at school or staying up on campus for weekends, I was going to all the conventions, trying to meet as many people as I could. Nowadays, you guys are doing that virtually, right? Whether you're following your favorite artist you like or engineer or person in the music business on Instagram or their TikTok account. Now there's this thing called Clubhouse that's really catching on, that's audio only. So it's a lot of ways that you guys can virtually network. And I became the networking queen, Camille. I did everything I could to network and to meet people. And I did just that. I went to those conventions and walked up to a guy named Russell Simmons who started a little record company called Def Jam Records. And I was like, you don't know me right now, Russell? But by the end of the conference, you will. And he kind of looked at me like, who is this little girl? And why is she talking to me right now? Right? You're talking about the president of a major company. But I was like, what's the worst he can say to me? And so I say this to the teens, right? When you want to meet somebody or you're trying to find a mentor, what's the worst they can say to you is no. And that's okay. But no to me was a way to find it to yes. So fast forward, I got a job at LaFace Records right out of college. Open, um, got to work for Outcast. I don't know if, I, again, I know we OGs, we aunties, but hopefully y'all have heard of Outcast. I helped to break Outcast and TLC and groups like that and even got to work with Prince. And it was just a wonderful career. But the important thing I didn't tell y'all is um, my dad died by suicide when I was just a baby. I was seven months old. I don't know if y'all have ever had family members or heard of friends and family members that have passed away by suicide, but it was tough for my mom raising three kids. And when I was younger, even younger than you all, I didn't really let my mom talk about it. And we didn't go to therapy or counseling as we call it now. Um, and it was just tough growing up. So I really hid those feelings. And you know, you did the poll earlier, right? About how you're feeling and your thoughts, but we didn't have polls like that. We didn't have apps like Calm or, you know, nobody was checking in, right? To see how I was feeling or in my head and in my thoughts and in my feelings, as y'all say, I was all in my feelings and didn't really know how to talk about it. And so that was what was tough for me. But as I said, I buried those feelings, got this great job in the music industry, making $30,000 a year straight out of college. You couldn't tell me nothing. I got my first whip. I moved out of my mom's house and got a little apartment and the rest was history. And I ended up having like a 25 year career run in the business. I went from intern to executive vice president, breaking glass ceilings on the, the female side of things from a gender perspective in the music business. Cause you know, not a lot of women had the title of EVP. And so I quit um, in 2009. I was dealing with a lot. Um, my mom developed Alzheimer's. My uncle died who kind of helped to raise me. And that's when I was in those feelings again and I didn't know how to shake them. But like the difference is this time I'm an adult, right? And it was a little bit just harder for me trying to just figure out how to process through that because I had this successful career but none of that meant anything, right? I was making almost a half a million dollars a year. I walked away, can y'all imagine walking away from almost a half a million dollars a year? I had the Range Rover, the corner office. I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. And so I moved back home to the A, ATL, which is where I'm originally from and started doing more community work. Cause sometimes when we're dealing with adverse situations in our lives or in our careers, if we decide to help other people, sometimes it's a great way to help us to feel better about ourselves. And I started doing just that. But then the unfortunate thing is in 2014, um, y'all ain't gonna believe this. I was headed on vacation to Switzerland cause I like to travel. Traveling is one of my things that I do for self-care. And we'll talk a little bit about that later. And I talked to her right before I got on the plane. And it's a long flight from ATL to Switzerland, right? It's like 12 hours, you gotta connect in Amsterdam. And she told me she was having a really tough day and it was kind of the worst day of her life. 
I thought she was just having a bad day. I knew she was having some health issues and I knew she had been depressed, but I didn't think it was that bad. So I get to Switzerland and get a phone call three hours later that she had shot herself in the head. And that was, y'all can imagine, one of the hardest days of my life. And after that, it really, of course, unfortunately she did not live. And that sent me on a downward spiral. And I finally, you know, just became a person that I didn't recognize. I was, I couldn't get out of bed in the mornings. Y'all ever had just a tough morning? You know, I know some of y'all said y'all were tired. Some of y'all were relaxed today, but there were days where like, I physically didn't have enough strength and courage to get out of the bed, you know, and even open my blinds. And, you know, Camille, who is a licensed therapist can tell you more about that from a clinical perspective, but sometimes people don't believe you and they say, you lying, you know, you get, get up, get out of bed, get up, get out and get something. I physically could not get out of bed and I stopped wanting to be around family and friends. And so I came close to taking my own life um, in 2015. This is not anything I'm proud of y'all. I would not encourage anybody to want to harm themselves, but it was a situation that was tough for me. But the important thing is I got the help that I needed. And once I got the help that I needed, <clears throat> whether it was you know seeing a psychiatrist or a therapist or having a good support circle around me, I started this little movement called Silence of Shame. I was doing a radio interview because working in music, you know, I was on the radio sometimes doing interviews with the artists. And so I made friends with a lot of DJs and we were talking about mental health one day. And I was like, maybe I should just silence the shame, you know? And I was like, oh, wait a minute, hold up. So there was the marketing person in me was like, ding, ding, ding. Let's, let's, let's do something. Let's take this to the African-American community and really get people, whether you are, you know, youth, teens, young adults, adults, the senior community to talk about our mental health because that's something that just as black people we just didn't do as a community and so um i reached back out to friends in the music industry and you saw on the psa like nick cannon who was on one of the labels i worked at was like oh i have people in my family that have experienced that let me know what you need so in 2015 we did a soft lunch and then as Jasmine said, I was bold. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to make up a day. I'm going to make May 5th, which yeah, it's Nickel Day Mayo, but I'm going to make May 5th National Silence of Shame Day and just see what happens. Guess what, y'all? I got everybody from Candy Birds, from Real Housewives of Atlanta, Big Boy from Outcast, all these, you know, celebrities and everyday people. We had 90 million impressions in one day. So we actually have our own day, the National Day Register honored us and recognized us and said every year from now to the end of time may 5th will be national silence of shame day and that's what started this great movement and we do work as jasmine mentioned around the world but more importantly here in the states we talk to people like yourselves we do breakout sessions we try to provide resources for our community i've been on the breakfast club um, with charlamagne and uh, DJ Envy and Angela Yee. I just had Angela Yee on my um, IG Live. I started an IG Live during the pandemic, just talking to celebrities about mental health. So I've talked to Common and uh, Saweetie. I did something with her for SoundCloud. I talked to, um, I'm trying to think of some folks that y'all know, uh, Big Sean and I are getting ready to do something together. And just, just a bunch of, oh, G Herbo. How many of y'all know G Herbo? Show of hands. G Herbo reached out because he found out about my organization and he let me interview him on our podcast, then came back and asked me to do something for him. So I said, y'all, I'm the cool auntie. So like now a lot of the younger artists are starting to silence the shame and get on board. And I'm just honored to do this work. But more importantly, I want y'all to be your best selves because every day ain't going to be a good day. 
Monday, you know, excuse my language, it sucked for me. I, I was in my feelings. And so even though I do this work, I still have bad days. And I don't want y'all to think we got to be perfect. I don't want y'all looking at everybody's TikTok and Snap and IG thinking we got to be perfect because we don't. But what we have to do is learn how to cope. And we're going to get into that. But I just want y'all to know a little bit of my story. So you'll know that probably a lot of what y'all went through, I dealt with. And we could be on here all day, but I just want y'all to be comfortable with me and open to what I'm saying, open to what I'm sharing. And I'm really excited that we're getting ready to launch this new initiative for young people called Young Black and Well. And it's gonna be powered by Silence to Shame, but we're gonna have college campus ambassadors all around the country about talking about being young, black and well and being mentally sound. So I, I'm just honored to be on here with Brooke and Marley and Isaiah and Ian and Gabrielle and Christine and Lauren and anybody that I miss, like y'all rock and and just, you know, let's let's take good care of ourselves. Let's be open to talking about our mental health because it's nothing to be embarrassed about. And I don't, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Because when you take care of your mental and you take care of your physical, y'all gonna be whole. Everybody else gonna have a lot that they dealing with, but I want y'all to think of mind, body, and soul and then your business. You, you, you actually set Brooke up perfectly. Am I right? Brooke, are you ready for your question? Um, so in your book, Silencing My Shame, you shared 12 self-care tips. Um, for the fifth one, you shared the COPE acronym. Can you explain more about C, care for yourself on a daily basis? Yes. Thank you, Brooke, for that great question. And so as Brooke said, the C in COPE stands for care, caring for yourself on a regular basis, on a daily basis. Remember I told y'all, excuse me, I wasn't having such a good day the other day, it's important, no matter what you're going on, if you got tests, you're taking the SATs, or you have a Jack and Jill event, or you got soccer practice, or chilling practice, or whatever it is, or you're going out with girlfriends, or it's a sweet 16 party, you still got to take care of you, right? Isaiah can't have football or basketball practice, and just wake up and just be off to the races. That's not the best approach for him. First, he needs to wake up Start his day maybe with prayer or with meditation or take a shower, feeling good about himself. Because how many of y'all, and be honest, some of y'all ain't showering every single day. I know that. And I have days that I wake up and I'll be like, oh, Lord, it's just a struggle for me to get in that shower because I'm just not feeling it. I'm tired of this pandemic. I'm a little bit worn out. But it's important that from a caring for, for yourself on a daily basis that we have a regular routine, right? A lot of mental health professionals talk about establishing a routine that works for you because what works for Linux is not necessarily going to work for Ian or what works for Isaiah is not necessarily going to work for Brooke. So you guys have to establish a routine that really works for you. For me, I wake up before I, you know, pick up my cell phone because I used to sleep like this. <laughs> no lie. I swear I didn't want to miss a text that came in or one of my notifications on IG, but now I keep my cell phone on the nightstand as it should be. And I don't, pick that up. When I first wake up, I pray, right? I'm not as good on meditation, but some of the apps like Jasmine mentioned Calm and there's some other good meditation apps out there. I'm trying to get into that, but prayer is really big for me. And I just, for one, thank God for waking me up. And the next thing I do is I take my shower. And even if I'm on this dog on Zoom all day, <laughs> I still get dressed now. I used to just wear sweats all the time, but I try to actually get dressed head to toe. A lot of us have been dressed in waist up in the pandemic for virtual school or virtual Zooms if we're working. But I try to get dressed and I feel better about myself. One day I put on some makeup and 
fix my face and, and like Christine looks so good with her makeup today. Like it's nice to feel good about yourself. So incorporate that into your daily regimen, caring for yourself, also eating properly, right? You want to have at least three meals a day. And quite honestly, if you know, you guys are growing and playing sports and you're active and doing different things. So you want to eat, you know, every two or three hours to keep your metabolism strong. And you also want to get moving. Remember I said I was like in my feelings and felt crappy on Monday. Well, guess what I did? It was two o'clock in the day, but I told um, the folks that I work with, I was like, I got to take a break because I got to get out of this house. So I went for a walk. I like getting out in nature and it just made me feel better about myself and being outside when you get that vitamin D and Camille can tell you about this, it's been proven scientifically that when you get the sunshine, it gives you that, it pours that vitamin D back in your body and it actually makes you feel better, right? So being able to do whatever that routine works for yourself on a daily basis is so important. And again, I know we're not perfect, so you might miss a couple of days, but what, what did we hear back in the day when we were in grade school? Practice makes perfect. If you're playing football, if you're playing basketball, soccer, children, practice makes perfect. So just like LeBron gets out there and practice every day, right? And all these other amazing athletes that we love, we have to practice on ourselves and we have to practice caring for ourselves on a daily basis because it's going to make everything else flow better in your life. Absolutely. I, um, I was wondering, you know, what other routines people would want to talk about. That's, I mean, I'm, I'm the teens. I know that um, we're going to have a, a section later where we're going to talk about what we can collectively do. Cause I'd like to see the teens talk about what they do in terms of their routines for self-care or maybe what we can do to share. But Kristen, you're up with our next slide, which is perfectly with this. Um, okay, um, back to Slido polls. Um, so, oh, I'm sorry, wait, yes. <laughs> what do you do um, to take care of yourself daily? Was that for me? But no, no I think that, that's going to be um, the, another Slido poll coming no, to up. Go Slido, oh, okay. to Slido.com. Okay. Do we, Slido we poll number two. Um, this is collaboration. This is how it. This is how it really is. I know. Just give me one second. I'm not sure. Can you unmute on you? Oh, we don't have to. I didn't know if we needed to. No, just give me one second. I'm sorry. I was just having a share screen debacle for a moment. <laughs> just for a moment. I think I'm good now. Sorry. <laughs> All right. I see people coming in already asking, um, answering the question. Um, but here we go. Awesome. Thank you. Two of you have already been in there. Oh, I love it. Listening to music, journaling. Meditation, that's amazing. Exercise, good stuff. Anybody else? Or you let's, hear, let's hear from a few more of y'all. What else y'all yeah. do? Skincare, that is important. Taking care of that skin. Hygiene, yep, that's, that's what I said. Taking that shower, that's important. Smell yeah. good, feel good. <laughs> Got a couple of listening musics in there. Yes. Exercise. Praying, yep, that's all good. Walking, walking is so great. Stretching, yes. 
I ended up, I was going to get a massage, but then they told me they could do stretching. And I didn't realize how much my body needed to be stretched out because I'm not as active now, but I felt so good for the rest of the day. That's an excellent one. Got a few more coming in. Nine of you are in so far. Let's see what else you all are doing to take care journaling. of yourself. Journaling is great. Because mm -hmm. sometimes I, I will say it's hard for us to express our feelings, especially like to our parents and, and, and those around us, even some of our friends. Because if you, if you can't recognize like a weird feeling in yourself or some, you're feeling a way, right, that you had never felt before, it may be easier than trying to verbalize it to actually writing it down. So that's why I love journaling. And then maybe if you write it down and try journaling for a couple of weeks, then after that, you'll be open to sharing it, right? And maybe you read your journal as opposed to being able to, you know, share your thoughts. It's just a good way to kind of open up that dialogue around your thoughts. And music is good. Can I tell y'all last Friday night, Again, I didn't have such a great day. It was a tough day. And I said, I'm going to listen to music for about an hour. I stayed in my den from seven o'clock to one in the morning. I went through all these playlists. I was dancing by myself. I had the time of my life. Nobody <laughs> else cared, but I had a good time and it made me feel good. So that's all that mattered. I love it. You know, even while the poll is up there, I'm just going to go on because I have another question about why is it so hard to be open to share your feelings? I remember when I was a kid, especially when it was difficult with my mom, it's going to sound funny. We didn't have texts and stuff, but I would write her letters and put them underneath the bathroom. You know, mother's the only place you can really hide from your kids is in the bathroom. But when I wanted to do something big, like go on a date or do something that I knew I was going to be dicey with her. I would um, write it and just like, you know, you're in school and I would fold it up and like put it underneath the bathroom door. And, um, you know, I would wait for her to write and sometimes I'd even put a pen, but it was cause I was, I was uncomfortable just like you said. Why is it so important though to open that up? Even with our, with people in general, why do you think it's so important to not hold it in? Even, you know, those uncomfortable feelings. Why, why do you think? One of the things I'll say is a lot of times when we internalize, that's called internalizing your feelings, right? When you keep it inside and you're afraid to share with your parents or again, your bestie or somebody, you know, anybody in your support circle. And, and when we keep those feelings inside, they have a way of manifesting into physical health problems, right? So sometimes if y'all get a stomach ache, right? Or headaches, or you just, you know, feeling a little dizzy or not feeling like yourself, sometimes those physical ailments and issues are a result of not opening up and sharing. Like for me, when I was working in the music business, I was traveling all the time. I was at video shoots. You know, I was on location. I was doing so much, going to all the award shows and doing all this great stuff, but I was holding in and internalizing a lot of my feelings. And so I started breaking out a lot. I started, you know, just not feeling like myself and it really made me sick. And yes, Camille, you talk about secrets make you sick. They do, that is so important. And so when you keep that stuff inside, it's gonna come out in some form or fashion, right? You'll either end up having some serious mental health issues, which we don't want it to lead to anxiety. We don't want it to lead to depression. We don't want it to lead to cutting or feeling like you wanna harm yourself. And then we don't want it to lead to those physical issues that I talked about, right? So it's important Camille and the rest of the team 
that we share those thoughts and feelings. And I know, listen, when I was y'all age, I didn't really want to tell my mom a lot, right? Because we all have different parents, right? And I'm not being judgmental about my mom and I love her to death and she did the best she could, but my mom was extremely religious, right? So she wasn't open to a lot of stuff. Mm. And she just wasn't that mom that I could talk to a lot. Now, the person I could talk to was my big sister. My sister was eight years older than me, which when we were younger, it seemed like a lot. But when we got older, we became best friends. And so I would, you got to have somebody to bounce that stuff off of with, to Camille's point. You cannot keep it inside. So, and the other thing too, is be careful what friends you talk to, right? Because not everybody is y'all friend. You, you might think that, but you, you could be the sweetest person, but that doesn't mean that that person may, might not use that information against you. So try to find people that you feel are like, trustworthy if you're a spiritual person people that you know believe in god and that you know try to lead the best lives that they can and in y'all terms people that ain't messy right so be careful <laughs> who you share your stuff with but you got to find somebody to talk to that's that is the most important thing because again what you keep inside it's gonna come out and manifest itself in some form or fashion that won't be healthy for you brooke um, so in terms of P standing for professional treatment and prayer, why are these so important and what roles do they play in your life? Great. Another great quest question, Brooke. Um, so the P, professional treatment and prayer, it's really important for two reasons. One, like I was saying, my the, the feelings that I had, right, that I was not addressing properly, they started manifesting themselves in other ways for me through anxiety which is a mental health challenge, right? Or depression. And, and some people, you know, <clears throat> a lot of people, and I want to say this to you, I hope y'all listen to this part. A lot of people throw the word depression out in your age group, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're depressed. Just because you had a bad day or you're sad one or two days, that, and Camille can talk about this too, it doesn't mean that you're quote unquote depressed. But depression is about a length of time, right? It's about your behavior pattern. That's why another word for mental health is behavioral health, because it's about what that behavior pattern is like for you over a couple weeks at a time. And so for me, I saw my behavior pattern change and I wasn't getting any kind of help or seeking treatment. And so that's what really led to my downward spiral. And it's, it's the same thing if you're younger, right? We see a lot of um, teens and young adults that go to counseling or they're in therapy with their parents. And it's just really important that you can open up that dialogue and exchange. And also know that like, you know, a lot of people say therapy is just for white people. Not true. Therapy is for Asian people, black folks, Indian people, Spanish, Dominican, wh whatever you want to call it, right? Whatever your nationality is, if you find the right therapist, you know, that actually can be something that helps you. Now, some people have other severe mental illnesses and they actually may need medication, and so that's something that if you're seeing a therapist, you may need to see a psychiatrist, which a psychiatrist is a medical doctor. I remember when I was y'all age, I didn't know the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist. A psychologist is essentially a, you know, a therapist that does talk therapy, right? And they can couple their work with a psychiatrist. A psychiatrist actually goes to medical school. So for any of y'all that are interested in that profession, if you wanted to be a psychiatrist and be able to provide medication to, to help people through their mental health challenges, you would actually have to go to med school for that. Um, but all in all, the important thing is getting the help that you need. Because had I not got the help, I don't know that I would have been on this Zoom call with y'all. I'm not proud of that. 
but I got the help that I needed, right? And, and that is the most important thing for being your best selves. Oftentimes we're afraid. I'm, so many of us get scared because we, we're scared of our thoughts. We're scared that we don't recognize ourselves. We're scared of what our parents might say. We're scared of what our peers might say. And so I think fear is what hinders a lot of people from getting the right help that they need. And then prayer for me, like I've always been very spiritual, but as I got older and as you guys, excuse me, get older, you'll probably, you know, lean more into your spirituality, but if nothing more in this pandemic, I hope that we all have been able to rely on prayer because it's been scary, you know, knowing that, you know, if you or your, I know the younger kids didn't get as sick as your parents or uncles and aunties or grandparents, obviously. And so it's been a scary year for us, but being able to lean on our faith is important. And I'll just tell you all from a historical perspective, black folks, especially in the South, you know, would just say, oh, pray your problems away. If you're depressed, just pray it away. If you're anxious, just pray it away. And don't get me wrong. Again, I told y'all, I wake up every morning praying. But how about this? So I don't know how many of y'all are into politics, but there was a really big race in Georgia <clears throat> after the presidential race, right? So we elected a Black senator from Georgia and a Jewish senator. So the Black senator, guess what, y'all? He's my pastor, Baptist minister at Ebenezer Baptist Church. The night I thought about taking my own life, I called my sister and I called Dr. Warnock. And Senator, well, I just call him pastor, but he told me, he said, I'll pray with you, but you got to get some help, my dear. And he's like a big brother to me. And I trust him hundred percent. And as spiritual as he is for him to tell me, you got to still go to the doctor. So I needed both. And this is just for me. And that may not be what works for you, but talk to your parents about it or talk to whomever, you know, you confide in and figure out what works for you. But for me, for me, in, a, in terms of how I had to cope, I had to do professional treatment and, uh, and prayer. And that's what got me through. I'm so glad because you, I'm telling you, our conversation is flowing so well because this establishing a support circle. Now, I know that all the, the young people on the call will know that Jack and Jill is, is a, in many ways, a support group for mothers, right? So we, and, and we work really hard to support each other. And it's hard because we keep things secret, right? We all put our red lipstick on and appear to have all the things together. In fact, right now, my other child, excuse me, goodbye. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, no, no. no. What you mean? What you mean? What you mean? I'm sorry. Lunch is not important. It's only 248. I apologize. So the support circle, right? The idea of what that looks like, what your tribe looks like, and what that's a team. I'm okay with being vulnerable and people knowing, especially all at Jack and Jill, I, I'm not perfect. I don't want to present I'm I'm a work in progress, but how do we create the tribe or you know, finding a support circle that's not necessarily, where do you think that that starts, particularly for young people? You know, the tribe sometimes doesn't come about until a little bit later, you know, that trusting tribe. Can you, can you share about that, about support circles? Yeah, absolutely. So that is the E in COPE, right? The last letter is establishing that support circle. And I, I tell people, um, oh, and thank you for the question, Camille. I tell people all the time, like, how many of y'all watch basketball? Everybody, you know, Hopefully some of y'all watch basketball. So when a basketball game is starting, you got to have five players on the court. You can't have three, you can't have two, you can't have one. Five players on each team starts the game. So that's how I look at it in my life. I need five people 
on my team and then my support circle to start my life every day, right? Because I feel like life is a game and we play this game of life every single day. And so I start with five people. And when I was writing it out, and I, I would I would encourage y'all to like, especially those that journal, like write down who's in your starting five. Think about it. Is it my mom? Is it my auntie? So like for me, it was my sister. <clears throat> it was one of my sister's best friends who's like a sister to me. And it was three of my friends. And y'all know, like, we all have different friends, right? Some friends you can travel with, or you might go to Six Flags with, or you might play video games with. Y'all might be gamers, and you can game with them. But you're not really getting ready to pray with them and go to church with them. Or you might not want to shop with them because they don't like the same things that you like. Or before the pandemic, you know, certain friends you would just do certain things with, right? So you want to find people in your support circle, more importantly, Camille and, and everyone, that is not going to judge you. Because that's the important thing about mental health. Like, we don't need nobody feeling sorry. Like, don't feel sorry for me because I'm having a bad day. But there's this word called empathy. I don't know if y'all heard of the word empathy. But if not, Google it. It's Google tells you everything. Google empathy and Google sympathy, right? When you sympathize with somebody, it's like you feeling sorry for them, right? So if we lost a grandmother or a parent or a coach or anybody, you feel sorry for the loss of that loved one. But when you empathize with somebody, it's almost kind of like trying to put yourself in their shoes so you can feel what they're feeling like, right? So I really needed friends and then people in my support circle that would empathize with me. Now, my sister died two years ago unexpectedly. And that's a whole different Zoom for another day, talking about grief. So now I've had to add grief on top of this. Now, I told y'all my sister was my world, my everything, I took it really hard and I still have really tough days. And I lean into those feelings, right? If I need to cry it out, cry it out and then go on and start my day. But I had to replace my sister in that starting five because she was number one. But I have since then put somebody else in that support circle who really cares about me. I mean, and y'all know how it is. We all have friends and classmates and teammates and Think about the people that really check on you on a regular basis, right? Because we can't make people like us. We can't make people check on us. But some of us have really genuine girlfriends and, and male bro friends that be like, hey, man, what's up? How you doing? How's your day going? Or, hey, man, let's go do this. Or let's go do Who are the people that you think are genuine, right? Because, again, if nothing else in this pandemic, we had people that checked on one another. Those are your real friends. You don't need somebody that's, you know, trying to talk to you just because you got the new Jordans on. Or just because you got the new, you know, LV bag or you rocking the new Valentino, whatever. Like those are superficial friends, right? And those are probably friends that you don't necessarily want in your support circle. Now they might be cool to hang out with or go shopping with. But what I'm talking about, if you're really having a bad day, who's going to be that person that you know you can pick up the phone and call? Again, it might be a coach. It might be one of your parents. And I hope that we do get more open to being able to talk to our parents. But you got to talk to somebody and somebody that you can trust. So write it down, kind of weigh it, you know, you know, the pros and cons of this person. But it's that person that you want to know that, okay, you know what, it's three in the morning. Can I call Sandra and will she pick up? It's three in the morning. Can I call Ken or Bob or Lennox or, and I'm just saying random names, but now I'm throwing y'all in it. Can I call Isaiah? Can I call Marley? Will Marley pick up? Can I call Ian? Will he pick up? Those are the people that you genuinely want on your side. And then you guys can reciprocate and be there for one another. Because if nothing else that you learn in life, we are connected beings. Guess what? When y'all came into this world, 
Where were you? You were in your mama's stomach. We were all in our mother's stomach. What? Connected. We were connected by an umbilical cord, which means that God meant for us to be connected beings. And this pandemic has made us more isolated. And so my prayer for y'all, especially as teens, that you, you don't just isolate when you're going through problems, because that's going to manifest into those physical issues that I told you, right? So you got to learn how to cope. I have another acronym that I that I utilize when I'm talking about being able to navigate through your feelings. Everybody know what rap and hip hop is, right? So I thought rap, that's a quick three letter word, right? So rap is for, the R is for being able to recognize those abnormal and unfamiliar feelings, right? So how can I recognize how I'm feeling today? Like, ooh, I'm a little stank this morning. That's not cute. I gotta get out of my own thoughts and feelings. And then once I recognize those feelings, what do I have to do? I got to acknowledge it and I have to accept it because sometimes we can see ourselves being nasty and, and we don't look like ourselves, but we don't want to accept it. We don't want to acknowledge it. We just ignore it. You can't do that. You got to recognize it. You got to acknowledge it and then accept it. And then after you accept it, what do you do? You process through it, whether that's talking to your mom, saying, hey, mom, I think I might need another counseling session. I might need to talk about somebody. So recognize, acknowledge, accept, and process through your feelings. Your feelings are y'all's feelings. Nobody is telling you that you ain't smart just because you're having a bad day. Nobody's telling you that you're not special, that you're not beautiful because you're just not recognizing yourself or you don't have the self-confidence that you need or you can't get up in a room and talk at teen conference in front of everybody because you're nervous. That's okay. That's how you feel. I didn't grow. I wasn't born coming out of my mom's womb being able to talk on panels. Guess what? When I was working in the music business, making all that money, working with all of them celebrities, I was afraid to be on panels. I used to stutter my words and fumble my words. And then I had to get to a point where I was like, girl, you smart. You can do this. Like those are regular people just because they got these big titles and salaries. You, you can do it. Now I speak at colleges. I speak all around the world. I've spoken in Amsterdam and I was the only black person giving a keynote on mental health in Ireland. Like, so my point is, I prayed about it. I worked at my craft. I studied hard. I, I cared for myself on a daily basis. I was opening to how I was feeling. I was getting the treatment that I needed. And I established a support circle for people that I needed. Rome was not built in a day. It's an old school term, but it still works, okay? <laughs> Meaning everything ain't gonna happen. Like a lot of times when you're younger, you want everything to happen right now because we live, everything is quick, right? We see all these 10 second videos and we on TikTok and everything is quick, 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 quick. Sometimes we got to slow down, slow down, process it all and deal with it. Doesn't mean you're weak. Doesn't mean you're not strong. Doesn't mean, you know, that you're not going to be successful in life. It just means that we got to be able to process things a little bit more. And I know I'm talking a lot, but I hope y'all, can I get some snaps or anything? If y'all hear me, are y'all with me? Lennox, you with me? Gabrielle, Marley? Chris. Yes. Well, y'all hear me? You with me? Like, I just, I just, I, I feel y'all, y'all some cool teens and I hope I can be able to talk to y'all one day or whatever, but I just want y'all to take good care of yourselves and know that you're beautiful and you're special. But if you don't protect your mental health, it's going to affect your physical health, right? This and is, vice versa. This is so perfect. I'm telling you, we, we, that we should have made this a podcast that you could replay because <laughs> so many of the things are flowing into each other because now we're gonna we're gonna do our last slido poll, but this is an opportunity for us to really support each other um, and to talk about how we in Jack and Jill and in our chapter, um, like you said, sometimes it can get big. I love that analogy of the starting five and um, 
who can you really count on? It's something to really think about. But as we think about a chapter and even just the people on the call, what, I'm sorry, Kristen, I took your, your question. Sorry about that. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. It's cool. <laughs> Should I still ask? Is this the Slido poll? Yeah, go it ahead. It is. It's one more Slido poll. Yep. Um, what will you do to make Jack and Jill's support circle for everyone's mental health? Thank you, Kristen. Great question. All right, y'all, get them phones out. Now it's going to be silent. <laughs> Anybody can start it out. How, what, can, what will we do to make Jack and Jill a support circle for everybody's mental health? We talked about activities, you know, what you can do on a daily basis, opening up and sharing your feelings, being open to therapy if needed, establishing a support circle. What y'all going to do? Come on, let's get in the game, which I know y'all got some great ideas. Gain close friends. I love it. Focus on being positive to one another, right? Supporting one another. When people really need you, who's going to be there in those tough times? Checking in on your J and J. Yes, I like that. Checking in on your friends. I need to check in. That's why I do the Yeah Wellness check-in. Y'all can look at some of my episodes on YouTube under Yeah Wellness. Making Jack and Jill a safe space. Yes, bravo. That is so important. Because what happens in Jack and Jill stays in Jack and Jill. We don't need y'all talking about, oh, uh, and I'm using fake names. Bob, you know, said he was anxious or Shelly said she wasn't feeling good. Nope, keep, keep that in your circle, right? So y'all can support one another. Supporting people, that's all good. Encouraging a culture of support. Absolutely, I love that. Pledge to be non-judgmental. And I know we live in a very judgmental society, right? Look at our, well, our, our former <laughs> leadership in government, right? But thankfully we have new leadership in where that actually cares about people, but don't judge, right? Because we don't know what somebody's going through until we walk in their shoes. And I, I, I will admit that's something I had to work at. As I got older and I had to pray about it. But let's try to judge less because we don't know what that person is going through or what their parents are going through or what their situation is. Make sure that we are act as a community, be open, awesome. Even though it's important to come to the meetings, I won't force myself to go if I'm not feeling well mentally. You might have need to take a mental health day, but let somebody know. Don't just isolate yourself, right? And not go, because then some, you know, the parents will be worried, but just say, you know what? I may need a mental health day. And, and that's okay. So don't judge, but just be honest and open about your feelings. Do mental health check-ins during the meetings. I like that. I love this slide up poll, right? Starting it out. Like, how y'all feeling today? What's up? How y'all doing, kings and queens? Because that's what y'all need to be calling each other, right? I'm so glad we living in the age of Wakanda and we got amazing movies, you know, out here being made by Black directors and all our actors and actresses. And we can see that on the screen, but we need to take that into our daily lives. Like, you know, instead of you know, calling somebody something crazy, like, what's up, queen? What's up, bro? You having a bad day? What's up, king? It's okay. You'll be all right. Like, let's start addressing each other, right? As the kings and queens that we are. Let's be bold in our blackness. Let's be bold in our mental health. Let's be bold in the support for one another. I love it. Yeah, this was awesome. Anybody else wanted to put in their poll before we close it out? 
right? I see we're at 12, we've been around there. So um, I just wanna say, um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Um, it's emotional for me because I'm so proud of you, Shanti. Me cry, girl. No, I'm trying not to, but I'm so proud of you. Um, you know, I thought about this event before I logged in today, and I was just like, Lord, just help us plant a seed. Just plant a seed because life is difficult, it's challenging, it's real. But you are so right. We have a beautiful, powerful community surrounding us, rooting for us, wanting us to be everything that we want to be. And so, you know, what I challenge us to do is to really lean on that community, you know, to Shanti's point, right? Open up, don't, you know, don't close yourself off. Don't think that, that there's, you know, you gotta make it look away. Just find up the people who you know are your genuine friends who really wanna see you thrive and see you wanna do well and get support. Um, you know, let's normalize you know, professional help and prayer. Let's normalize it. Like that be the standard of what we do. Um, but I, I just hope that this was helpful for you. I love that you um, wanted to incorporate check-ins in the meetings. Um, so I'm going to pass that off to TPN and um, T BP Brooke to make sure that those happen um, for the rest of the year. But this was um, such a, a gift and a treat, Shanti, for you to be here and to pour into our teams. Um, I, we'll never know what today did in terms of the impact that it will make, but I know it will be great. Um, it will be far reaching. It will have a ripple effect because it won't just affect the teams on this line, but the teams that they touch and the voice that they'll be able to raise in confidence because they've understood how to silence the shame. So I thank you, thank you, thank you so much, dear friend, for being here with us today. Go ahead. Can I say one thing? I, sure. I just want to say this in front of the teens to you, Jasmine. Y'all, I told y'all that I came close to taking my own life, right? Nothing I'm proud of, but nothing that I'm embarrassed about now. But can y'all imagine how I felt when I knew I was going to have to tell the people I worked with in the music business and the people I went to college with? I never wanted Jasmine to know that I had that weak point in my life or that low point in my life. That was terrifying for me. I didn't want Ludacris to know who I've known before he became Ludacris when he was Chris Lover Lover wanting to be a rapper. I didn't want Luda to know that I thought about taking my own life. But now God has given me the support circle. He's given me the wherewithal to, to weather the bad days. Cause I told y'all every day ain't gonna be a perfect day. And I, it's not supposed to be. Only one person that's perfect is God. But I got past that. I got past my own ego. I got out of my way, got out of my feelings. And now I can share with all my SU classmates. I was on campus at Syracuse last year, not from Shanti in the music industry, because that's what they brought me back for to talk about for years. Now I'm talking about mental health. It's such a blessing. And I'm still, I'm just starting. I'm just starting. I haven't even taken this organization where I want to take it to, but I'm so grateful to be able to do this work. So this is just the beginning. And this is a full circle moment because I told y'all Jack and Jill was our first sponsor. Now here we are almost five years later and I'm coming back talking to the teens and it's just such a beautiful thing. And Jasmine, to your point, you can actually extract this audio and I can turn this into a podcast if y'all want to so that the teens across the nation can hear this. 
all we would need is the file and I can have my guy pull it and extract it so that the other teams can listen to this since we didn't have any, you know, people talking personally on here. So I'm just honored for the opportunity. I support y'all. Brooke, Ian, Marley, Isaiah, Lauren, Lennox, Gabrielle, Kayla, Renee, Christian, Camille. Who am I leaving out? Um, I left out somebody, but I love all of y'all. I hope y'all will follow me at Shanti Das 404, S-H-A-N-T-I Das 404. Follow Silence to Shame at Silence to Shame. If you need a little encouragement or just want to pop on our page and learn something new about mental health, you know, just reach out. The important thing is reaching out. We're so connected sometimes that we're disconnected, but let's change that. We don't just have to be connected on Snap. We don't just have to be connected on IG. We don't just have to be connected on TikTok. Let's really be there for one another and support one another as y'all get ready to go on to college and be great and, and, and do all the wonderful things. And Camille, it's an honor to, to work with you and, and I look forward to doing more. And just thank y'all. I hope y'all have a great day. Get outside, make some <laughs> snowmen, throw some, do whatever, do something silly. Well, Ashanti, remember you have some seniors on the line that will be on college campuses in the fall. So when you are ready to launch your program, come Young black and well. That's Come right. back to us. We'll Young, black, and well. Let's do it. That's right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Anybody have any, you know, any, I know we're a little over time, but any questions that you have for Shanti? I just want to open up the floor for that. Um, if there's anything that you want to say, you can just take yourself off mute. Miss um, Doss, I'd just like to say that your life story and like where you've come today is very admirable. Oh, and thank you, you. I think you have the respect of everyone in the Zoom meeting. Oh, now you're going to make me cry for real. That means so much. <laughs> and thank you. You were an awesome moderator today. And thank you, Brooke. Totally echoing uh, Kristen's thoughts. Thank you so much for being here. Your story is so like inspiring. Um, and just being able to hear all the tips and, like regarding mental health. Um, they're definitely super useful, especially going to college. Um, in the fall too. So thank you so much for being here with us. Oh, thank you. That's awesome. Awesome. I appreciate you all. And I see Lennox's shout out in the in the chat. Thank you, Lennox. Thank you, Lennox. But I will just say it's really important to have an auntie Shanti in your life. If it if you don't have a professional, you need it, you need an adult that you trust. I'll say that to every person, if, it, if it's not me and if it's not other, you need an adult that you can ask some of the questions. Because when I was 16 in Mount Vernon, I was doing some things and that's all I'm going to say. Uh, I would, and, I'll, and I will just add that I also had an adult who kind of was like, well, now I don't know. So I think that's important. So thank, I, this was really powerful today, really. Everybody, Auntie Shanti. Yep. I wear that title. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thank you.